Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. It's going to come down to between Christian Eckes and Ben Rhodes. Down the back straightaway, Christian Eckes zigzagging, trying to block the advantage of Ben Rhodes. Here they come into turn number three. We've got trouble on the back straightaway, going into turn number two. A couple of trucks are in the outside wall, but it's Christian Eckes, the leader, off of turn number four. And that's going to do it. Christian Eckes, his first career win, he comes across the line defeats his teammates in Ben Rhodes and Matt Crafton and keeps them out of the Phoenix race for now. But Christian Eckes wins the Victoria's Voice Foundation 200 at Las Vegas. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952 by Xfinity XFi, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we are in playoff form. We are in that stretch of races that will ultimately decide who's going to be the champion in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and the NASCAR Cup Series. For the Cup Series, the round of 12 heads to a wild card race this weekend at Talladega Super Speedway. We've recently gotten some drivers to describe Talladega in one word, and you're not going to want to miss that. The NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs started over the weekend in Las Vegas. And it was the non-playoff driver in Josh Berry picking up the checkered flag in the ASCO Uniforms 302. We'll speak with Josh on the heels of that win. Colleague Racing has dominated the super speedways in the Xfinity Series this year. And Justin Haley and Spring Dega winner Jeb Burtner are all going to join us, talk about those successes, and perhaps maybe give us a preview of what we can expect Saturday in the Sparks 300. We're also going to take a look back at this week in NASCAR history and a whole lot more. But first, to get us started, Kyle Ricky is here with the latest headlines across NASCAR Nation. Kyle? 
Mike, last week we discussed Rodney Childers signing a contract extension with Stuart Haas Racing. This week we discuss who is replacing him at Talladega this weekend. Childers is suspended for this Sunday's running of the Yellowwood 500 at the Talladega Super Speedway after multiple lug nuts were found to be loose on Kevin Harvick's car at the conclusion of this past Sunday's race at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. A familiar face will be taking Childers' spot on top of the number four pit box as SHR competition director Greg Zipidelli will call the shots. Zippy has won 31 cup races as a crew chief, primarily with Tony Stewart. It is a busy triple header weekend at Talladega and Justin Allgaier will be amongst the busiest. After he runs in Saturday's Xfinity Series race, the Illinois native will suit up for his second Cup Series start of the season on Sunday. Allgaier will pilot the number 77 Spire Racing entry with sponsorship from longtime partner Brandt. Justin Haley, who typically drives the 77, will still do double duty as he will take the reins of the Colleague Racing number 16 car in Sunday's Cup race. Motor Racing Network will have full coverage of the busy weekend in Alabama. Coverage of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Chevy Silverado 250 kicks things off at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday. The NASCAR Xfinity Series Sparks 300 will get going at 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. And the NASCAR Cup Series Yellowwood 500 then caps the racing weekend with our pre-race coverage beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll chat with Las Vegas winner Josh Berry. And later, the drivers describe Talladega in one word. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This has been quite a year to remember for Josh Berry. He now has two wins this season in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Been running part-time for Junior Motorsports. Our Woody Kane sat down with Josh to discuss upsetting the playoff field at Las Vegas and driving full-time in the Xfinity Series next year. Josh Berry is with us. He won the Las Vegas Motor Speedway race in the Xfinity Series for Junior Motorsports. And Josh... Two wins now in the Xfinity Series, a bunch of top fives and top tens. I'm just curious, with Vegas kind of being the theme here, you being a, a, a longtime late model racer, and as you know, there are thousands of them across the country who are really good. What do you ever think about the odds of what you've been through over the last year happening to anybody? Because it has to be astronomical. No, um, I mean, you're 100% right there. Uh, that's a conversation I've been having a lot, I feel like, over the last year. Um, you know, as we went through this and, and we, um, you know, had some media obligations last week um, pertaining to the, the late model race at Martinsville, doing some stuff for them, and we, this topic kind of got brought up, and um, it's just uh, just really amazing that this has all happened i mean it's it's like you said it, the chances of it are, are so so low it's just so hard to get in get in the sport let alone have the sequence of events that i've had in the past year um but it's just a credit to being surrounded by great people just being you know very lucky and, and capitalizing on opportunities um you know we've had you know partners step up be a part of that and support me and help continue that on and um you know, it just, uh, it's just amazing what the last year has been. 
Let's talk a little bit about the Las Vegas race because you this is your second race there in the Xfinity Series. And earlier this year, you were solid. But at the end of this race, this most recent one, you guys were dominant. What's the difference between A to B? Is it Does it have to do with that you're not visiting a place for the first time anymore uh, when you went to Vegas? Well, I think that definitely helped um, having some laps there. Um, you know, in, in the spring, we were kind of, you know, I mean, I, I give the you know the 18 credit there they were taking uh, somebody really you know really green and to that race that was only my third opportunity you know second on you know second non speedway um you know and, and, and there was lots of things that we were figuring out about each other and myself and obviously i was getting more comfortable and and uh, learning and, and continuing to you know just try to i mean at that point really i mean i'm just taking it day by day and really had to rely on them um, and couldn't, you know, couldn't, couldn't help like I can now. Um, you know, I think we were obviously more prepared this year, or, you know, for the fall race because I raced the whole season. Um, and I think that, you know, as a race car driver, obviously I've become a lot more confident and comfortable in the Xfinity series. And, and that, that paid off. I think, you know, I just, um, it just took some time. I think we had a plan going into that race uh, that you know, we felt like we would, we felt like the track would just continue to come our way the whole time. So we weren't necessarily surprised at the speed we had, to, had at the end. We thought we were kind of getting there. We were chipping away at it, you know, made some small adjustments, really kind of was expecting it to come our way. And, and when it finally completely cooled off, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was good. I do want to talk a little bit about next year because obviously that's a huge story, but focusing on this year for just a, another minute, do you know much about the rest of your schedule for this year yet? I mean, obviously the call for the Vegas race was almost last minute. So do you know what the rest of your calendar looks like, whether it's uh, on the NASCAR side with junior motorsports or not? Yeah, um, you know, not not exactly. The, the situation with Michael and the one team, like I said, we obviously all want him to, to continue to heal up and be better. And, and this is his race team. And, um, but, you know, as for, so how do I fit in that? Um, you know, I'll be at Talladega this weekend. Um, and after that, it's kind of week to week just to see how, see how he's doing and, and see where he's at. Um, my schedule has pretty much been cleared completely to be available for this one team, um, whether that's just be there to support Michael or, or if I actually end up racing. Um, so really that's, that's kind of it. I'm not, you know, outline a couple of opportunities here or there, but, um, the reality is, is, is the, you know, this is what I'm going to be doing next year. Um, I need to be around and available for JRM if they if they need me. And and you know we had a we had an amazing moment last week winning that race and 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 kind of overshadowed and all that a little bit is you know the one teams in the owners playoffs we advanced them to the next round. That's a that's an important important goal for that group to you know try to continue that. So you know I don't know. Like I said, we're just really kind of taking it week to week. But you know, I'm gonna be here if they need me. Let's finish with this. Uh, September of 2020, if I had said, Josh, you're going to win a couple of Xfinity races and that's going to lead to a full-time ride and all these other things that have happened in the past year, uh, would you have believed that it was going to happen? I mean, when you were lying awake at night thinking, man, what's going to happen? What am I going to do? Was, was all this in the mix? I mean, obviously you hope for the best, but man, what a whirlwind. Yeah, no, I mean, 
the answer to that is, you know, 100% no. I mean, I had no, I mean, I would have never thought that at all. Um, yeah, I had, you know, over the last few years, you know, I can't tell you how many times at, at autograph sessions and things at those races, you know, people would come up to me and say, hey, you know, when are you going to get back in the Xfinity car or, or a truck or anything? And I mean, my, I mean, honestly, most of the time my answer was, I don't think I ever will. I, I don't, you know, I felt like at that point, I mean, like you said, September 2020, Josh Berry is a going to be a career late model racer, um, short track racer. And I've had many discussions with, with my wife and my friends about what I would, you know, what my, what I was going to do. I mean, they, you know, do I continue, do I continue the short track aspect of it, even though we've kind of accomplished goal after goal after goal, like how long can I, could I continue moving the needle for me at a short track level um, as a race car driver? You know, do, do I need to step in more of a mentor or a crew chief role? Do I, you know, I've had lots of conversations about that. I believe it or not, I, mean, I really have. And I, I use this in my post-race media obligations um, after Las Vegas. There's, I mean, a good perfect example of this is, uh, you know, a few couple years ago, uh, I was at a late model stock race at, at Southern National and Matt McCall was there racing. And, uh, you know, obviously he's a cup crew chief and, and I walked up to him. I really had never talked to Matt hardly at all. And I walked up to him and I said, Hey, you know, I mean, I introduced myself and I said, Hey, you know, I'm at this point in my life where, you know, I've accomplished all this stuff. I believe I had just won Martinsville late model race at that point, you know, accomplished all these goals. And I'm like, I'm like, what did, what did you do? Um, like, what was your mentality there? And he said, you know, I, I went, went after it until I was 30 and then I stepped away and I ran into Matt at, at, at an earlier race this year, maybe Dover, uh, when I ran the cup race at Dover and he stopped me and he said, man, I'm glad I didn't tell you 29 <laughs> because so much has happened for me at the age 30. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, we tried to describe Talladega in just one word and later Justin Haley will join us. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Calamity, chaos, speed. Those might be some of the words you might use to describe Talladega in just one word. But how do the drivers describe it? Let's find out. Talladega in one word, wild. Here comes Eric Alvarola mounting a charge around the outside. He's got a little bit of help. Kurt Busch doesn't have any help. Eric Alvarola will lead the field back to the strike. Oh, that's a tough one. Unpredictable. Unpredictable. Decision time at Talladega as Dale Earnhardt tries to do it again. But here comes Kenny Wallace looking to the outside lane. Earnhardt blocks him going into three. Three car race for the win. 
Kenny Wallace looking for that breakthrough victory. Earnhardt trying to block him high and low. Nobody jumping out of line. Here come the leaders off the corner. It's going to be a three-way battle for the win. They'll come by the Ted Musgrave car with Earnhardt leading. Here they come into the trioval. Kenny Wallace, one final shot at Dale Earnhardt. Behind him, the whole pack steaming for the finish line. Dale Earnhardt wins it. Earnhardt wins the Winston 500 as there's trouble after the finish. Talladega in one word, crazy. 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 If I had to describe Talladega in one word, I'd have to just say crazy. It's, uh, it's a wild place to stay least. Jeff Gordon dives to the inside. He's got Mark Martin. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jimmy Johnson. Six Chevrolets to settle it here at Talladega. Gordon to the inside. It is Clint Boyer to the outside for the final time. Boyer trying to hang on to the top spot. RCR trying to make it three in a row here at Talladega Super Speedway. About to be decided. Into the trioval they come. The challenge on down low. Jimmy Johnson pulls out front, but Boyer looks like he held him off. No, they're saying Jimmy Johnson will get the win in the air. Talladega in one word. Can it be a bad word? <laughs> yeah, beep. <laughs> Chaos. Probably what everyone else says, too. For the final time up the back straightaway, Carl Edwards now leads the way. Brad Keselowski on his back bumper. Newman and Earnhardt, at least for now, are not a factor. It's all Carl Edwards. He'll lead the field off the end of the back straightaway. And now Junior's going to try to do to Ryan Newman what Keselowski did to Carl Edwards, and here they come. Here comes Ryan Newman closing down. Junior trying to push him to the front. Carl Edwards has the lead, though. He's not been in the picture all afternoon. Suddenly, he's in the lead. But under attack, contact here in the trioval. Edwards goes up in the air. Brad Keselowski comes by. He'll score the win in the Aaron's 499. No. <laughs> uh, the, I think I, I used, uh, oh, action, action. Mm -hmm. On and off the track, action. <laughs> Lots of it. <laughs> Off four for the final time. Racing back to the checkered flag. Blaney out front. He's got to throw the block. He does. Diving down to the inside. Here comes Eric Jones. Here comes John Hunter Nemechek. They're crashing at the line. It is Ryan Blaney by seven. One thousandths of a second over Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Waltrip's got one car length on Terry Labonte in the number two spot. Bouchard is closed within a car length of Labonte. And the three are stacked. One, two, three, just like that. Waiting for that final move as they come off turn four. Waltrip leads them off. Here comes Labonte right on his tail to the outside. Terry Labonte sweeps around on the outside and he is there. Then down on the inside comes Bouchard, three abreast, they'll come it'll across be, the strike finish line. It'll be Bouchard by just about a foot. Ron Bouchard will win the 13th Talladega 500 and become the 13th different driver to do it. What a finish as they sweep across the start finish line. I don't have one. It's a wreck fest. Does that count? Insanity. Wild card. Irvin down low. Spencer trying to make a run at him. There's not going to be enough time as Wallace spins. Wallace's car goes on its nose. It barrel rolls three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times down the main straightaway. Comes to a rest on its wheels. Four wide and leaning on each other up the back straightaway for the final time here at Talladega. Tony Stewart is there in the lead. Matt Tenzin behind him in second. Kevin Harvick in third. Four wide through the rest of the field in three. Here comes Mark Martin working out. Kevin Harvick is spun. He crashes. Kevin Harvick is upside down. Matt Kenseth gets away with the race lead. Everybody piled up, but Matt Kenseth, Jeff Gordon, and Kyle Busch. To describe Talladega in one word, I would say exhausting um, because it is mentally everything that you've got uh, to, to be able to compete there. Chaotic. No, fun. It's fun.
fun. Matt Kenseth down low. Jimmy Johnson up top for third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. inside of Ricky Craven. Jr. to the bottom there. 3-1 for the lead at Talladega. This is for the top spot. It returns three and four. Dale Jr. shoots out ahead, making about two car lengths over the second place man of Elliott Sadler. Matt Kenseth is in third, and they're three wide from fourth on back. Exciting racing like I have never seen before here at Talladega Super Speedway in the closing laps of the Aaron's 499. Dale Earnhardt Jr. fights his way, literally fights his way back to the lead. We just racing. I mean, that was a, that was some hellacious racing right there. That was the hardest racing I've seen here in a long time. Hmm, quite the interesting exercise there. We're going to have to wait and see which word drivers will use to describe Talladega after the races this weekend. Coming up, we'll hear from Super Speedway ace Justin Haley, and later his teammate Jeb Burton will stop by as well. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Colleague Racing and Justin Haley are the undisputed kings of Xfinity Series Super Speedway Racing. Last time the Xfinity Series was at a Super Speedway was in Daytona, and Justin Haley took the checkered flag that day. Haley recently sat down with our Kim Kuhn to talk about his Super Speedway prowess and the entire NASCAR Xfinity Series playoff run. All four of your Xfinity Series wins have come on super speedways. Is Talladega, you feel like, your best chance to win in this first round? Well, I, th I feel like I have three good chances, but obviously Talladega, um, with our success there and our recent success at speedways um, and college racing success is obviously the, the track that I've got circled. So um, I feel like Talladega is going to be good for us. And um, the Roval, we're obviously good on the road courses as well, um, with me and AJ finishing 1-2 at Mid-Ohio. and and AJ winning at, uh, at the over four. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like this first round has some good tracks for us. The, the second round, not so much, but I um, feel like we can get, a, get enough head start here in the first round to, to kind of point our way through if we need to. You mentioned the second round maybe being a little more challenging for you guys. So the next round, the round of eight, we race Texas, Kansas, Martinsville. Rank those tracks from what you think is your weakest to your strongest. Well, I would say Martinsville is probably our best. Um, my crew chief, Alex Johnson, short track racer, we, we always get it uh, at Martinsville. And then Texas, we, we've been pretty good there. I have a truck win there. And then Kansas is, uh, you know, we haven't raced there. I raced a cup car there earlier this year, and that's it. So, um, you know, I say it's not our best tracks, but we pointed our way through to the championship four last year at those same three tracks. So um, we've done it before, and, and we definitely can do it again. And what did you learn last year in the championship four? that will help you, you know, not necessarily if you get to the championship for this year, but just, just knowing what is building up to that final round. Well, I think last year, um, you know, with COVID and everything, we really didn't have that much, same as this year. I mean, it's not like we're all over the place and, and doing in-person interviews. It's it's no really different. I mean, you're just on a computer for a little bit more time a week, uh, <laughs> and, and that's it. So 
Um, you know, obviously this year there's going to be some more appearances and whatnot, but um, kind of face the same deal with, with trucks in the Final Four there. And, and I think as a team, um, you know, just having that Final Four under our belt and that whole championship race and, and just going through the, the cycle of, of extra tech and, and extra um, this and that, is going to be good because I, I have relatively the same team as I did last year um, personnel-wise. So I think as a whole, um, we're going to be more prepared, obviously, um, if we do get there. We saw the emotion in your post-race interview last month when you won Daytona. First one of the season for you and the team. Why was that victory such a big moment for you this season? Well, season's been tough. I mean, I missed a race due to COVID protocol and, and – um, that hurt our team a lot more than I thought it would. It really um, put us behind a good bit, and, and we kind of went through a section where our cars really weren't working for what I wanted, and, and we were kind of going the wrong direction, and, and I just didn't have a good feel in the cars. And then we started running really good every week, and, and now I feel like we can't run outside the top five. Um, you know, our cars are just so fast, and we're clicking. So, um, I mean, it was Daytona. It was my first time I've won Daytona. I mean, I've won there a few times, and I've never had fans there, which is really cool and hearing their cheers and, and like I just said I mean it, it's been a tough season and um, we're still fifth seeded in the playoffs I missed a race I feel like we've had a terrible season but it's really not been that bad um, so but you're always wanting more right so um, yeah I mean it was emotional and I think um, you know at a point I was like man we're, we're not even gonna win this season and then you know you gotta tone and do it and free wide with your teammates it's just a a lot of emotions and I'm not really an emotional guy until apparently I win races and I start crying. <laughs> well, if you win the championship, are we going to see tears? <laughs> I'll probably be like the reverse. So I'll probably um, be getting ready for the cup race the next day or something crazy, <laughs> um, doing all these double duties. But um, yeah, yeah, probably tears. Tears will happen. All three of the college racing drivers are in the playoffs. All of you guys have won this season. What are the benefits of having teammates in the title run? Well, I think having Jeb and AJ have been, have been great this year. AJ obviously um, pushes us all to be better. I mean, he's always so fast week in and week out. And, um, you know, he's got like 20 top fives in like 19 races. <laughs> like, it doesn't even make sense how many top fives he has. So, uh, and, and Jeb's fast too, you know, at the speedways and, and at Mount Haas and short tracks. So I think we're all pushing each other to be better. And I think that's really helped this organization become um you know, championship caliber team. I mean, we actually are a championship caliber team now. Um, the AJ secured the regular season championship and, and we're winning races and I feel confident about where we are. So, um, yeah, we're all just pushing each other week, week after week, even like we won, won Bristol and Michigan and, and Daytona and we're, we're always trying to be better and, and we're never perfect and we're always trying to fight for that a little bit more. What's the dynamic like between the three of you? Because AJ sometimes jokes like, you're his son. Yeah. dad so what's the dynamic and where do you kind of fall you know in things well I, you know obviously me and AJ have um some away from the racetrack that, that a lot of teammates don't have um you know I was gonna rely on each other and, and talk to each other not that we do often because apparently I don't answer his text messages <laughs> but uh then there's Jeb who um Jeb honestly he's one of the hardest working drivers that that I know. I mean, he's always pushing me better, and he's at the shop more than us other two, and, and he's always trying to, uh, to go out there and, and compete for his team. So, um, you know, the dynamic here at College Racing is always amazing. I mean, it doesn't matter who our teammates are. Ross Chastain and I had a great relationship last year, um, and it, that just all stems from the top with Chris and Matt and, and 
Um, it's Matt's team, right? We all just race for him, and, and uh, doesn't matter who we are. I was in Bristol celebrating with AJ in Victory Lane. He was celebrating with me in Daytona. And it's just how this team is. We want to see each other succeed. Let's go a little deeper uh, as your final question. What do you think makes college racing different than other teams? You've touched on it a little bit, but you guys, I know you're doing well, so that helps, but it seems like you guys have more fun than any other team out there. Yeah, sometimes we might have too much fun. Um, <laughs> I think it's so easy in a lot of larger organizations, which college racing is quite a large organization now, especially next year going cup racing, um, to, to get kind of get off onto, you know, a certain car number team, right? And I think you see that a lot often where the whole team itself isn't pulling in one direction. And that's really what Chris Rice is, is pounding into all, all of our heads and, and we're all pulling the same direction, right? We all want the same thing. And, and um, going back a few weeks ago to that Daytona race we mentioned, um, I mean, I was running sixth on the white flag lap and I was fully ready, fully prepared, fully okay with pushing AJ or Jeb to the win. Whichever one was in my line, I was gonna be happy with it. I was gonna push him to the win. And then um, I kind of gave up on that real quick after I saw an opportunity for myself. But that's the thing. I mean, we all we're all with each other 100%. And, and none of us, no matter how angry we get with each other inside the race cars, after we get out of the race car and see each other and playing, it's always the same old uh, teammate thing. So um, yeah, it's super cool to have that and have the trust. And, and we all just trust each other and rely on each other and, and um, know what we're each capable of and, and hold each other to a higher standard. Awesome. Good luck. Can't wait to see what you're able to do for the rest of the playoffs. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Kim. Coming up, we'll chat with NASCAR Xfinity Series Spring Talladega winner Jeb Burton. And later, we'll preview the Cup Series heading into the Yellowwood 500 Sunday at Talladega. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Jeb Burton is used to having his back against the wall, and after years of searching for a full-time ride, he signed with Colleg Racing for this year and scored his first victory at Talladega. But now, his future is uncertain. I sat down with Jeb to talk about why he views the playoffs as an audition and why he thinks Talladega is fun. NASCAR has made a call, and I think Jeb Burton's going to like it. Jeb Burton has been declared the winner of the Ag Pro 300. Jeb Burton has picked up his first career NASCAR Xfinity Series win. You know, when we go to Talladega, we go to Daytona, we go through the races. Every race has an ebb and flow, but there comes a point in the race where you can feel it building. It's like, okay, we're getting down to it. We're getting down to it. We're getting down to it. Something's getting ready to happen. Like, we're... We've got hair standing up on our arms and all that stuff. What is it like being in the middle of all that energy? Like when you come to the white and it's like, okay, hell's getting ready to break loose. How do you mentally prepare for that? Just take a deep breath and try to use your mirrors and make the right moves and listen to your spotter. And um, that's all you can do. And hopefully you don't get crashed. Um, that That's the main thing. You. Put yourself in position all day to try to win the race, and one person hits you the wrong way, and you crash. So it's definitely difficult. 
Is there an art to racing at those places, especially like a place like Talladega? I think so. You see the same guys racing up front every time um, at those places, and I really enjoy them. And I think that's the main thing. If you go in there with the mindset that it's just a crapshoot, you're probably going to have a crapshoot day. Um, luckily, I've got two good teammates that will help me and go with me when I go, and that makes my life even better because last year, I didn't really have that. I was doing it on my own, where now I have two guys to help me. You know, you talk about the mindset. Let's let let's pull back a little bit. Let's talk about a racer's mindset. Um, you're a very positive guy. I followed you for a long time. Is that something that was instilled in you, or is that something that you've learned through racing situations over the years? Man, sometimes it's tough to be positive about things when you're not running good. When like situation I'm in now, not sure what I'm going to be doing next year. It's tough to be positive, but at the same time, you're still driving a race car. You still got um, things you're working on and, and sponsors and things to things to do. Um, so I try to stay positive. Sometimes I'm not the most positive guy in the world, but um, I'm surrounded by a bunch of good people that, that bring me up when I'm down. And I would say that you're surrounded by some of the best in the business, talking about Chris Rice, talking about Matt Colley. What is the energy that comes out of that organization, out of those folks, and just out of everybody in general at College Racing? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun working here. It's been way different than anything I've really ever experienced. Um, Matt Collig gives gives us the tools to go do what we need to do, and Chris puts everything in place and has built a good family atmosphere here at College Racing. And everybody speaks highly of them. You talk about having the, all the all the parts and pieces you need, things are in the right spot. Your first playoff run you're going to make this weekend. What about the year you had up until this point? I would say that there's been some some high points. We're talking about you winning Talladega, but I would say this has been probably B plus A minus year for you. Would you agree with that? I I agree with the B, um, a B year. You know, I wanted to have some more wins by now, and a couple of things worked a little different at Atlanta the last lap, Atlanta, uh, Daytona the last lap, and I would have two more wins, and things would be a little different conversation of having three versus one but um you know we've put ourselves in position to win more races and i know i can win more races so we got seven left and i feel like i'm in a good spot mentally and physically to go get the job done and the team is too and these next couple weeks we just need to go lights out we got a good stretch of races coming up here what would you say the type of track that would play into the wheelhouse of the 10 team uh i think the Speedway for sure, and then um, Martinsville, the short track, I'm really good there too. So those two are right up our wheelhouse. And hopefully when we get to Martinsville, we're not in a must-win situation, but if we're gonna be, that's the best place for me to go. I was gonna say, you know, you're not too shabby at, at Martinsville. If I had to put a couple units down on, on somebody, I, I'd go in your direction. Is that something, because to me, Martinsville is like a rhythm race. It's like you get in that rhythm, and obviously the car's gotta work, but but how much of that is being in the rhythm, catching lap traffic at the right time? Is it like Bristol, what we had this past weekend? Yeah, it's similar to Bristol. It's just a lot calmer than Bristol, I would say, just because the speed isn't there, but things didn't happen as fast. Martinsville has just been a fun track for me. I grew up racing late models there. Just, I've always ran well there and anything that I've been there in. If I go in an underfunded cup car, we run outperform where it normally runs. It just suits my driving style and, and it's my home race too so it works out good 
What's it like been communicating with Bruce this year? You and he had obviously been been together all year long, and it would it would seem like for the most part, whatever you communicate, he does his best at giving you, and then you're able to take that and roll with that. Are things on that front where they need to be as you enter the playoffs? I think right now they're better than they have been all year, man. Um, you know, some we've definitely had our ups and downs, and I gave some feedback maybe I shouldn't have, and and got us off on adjustments and stuff and this past weekend and we did a really good job of that and, and Bruce is doing everything he can to help me and I feel like me and him are on the same page and we have a good relationship with each other. What is it like when you're you know you're about to run for a championship but you're also thinking about putting food on the table for next year is the phone ringing are you calling how does that process work when you're trying to get something lined up for next year? I don't really have anything going on right now um, you know I think a lot of people didn't really know my situation until maybe a couple hours ago or last week. Um, so who knows what's in store? I'd love to stay here at Kyler Grayson. Uh, I love being here with Chris Rice and everything that they have going on here. You know, they're building a cup car and got a bunch of things going on. So would love to uh, to be here. Um, but at the same time, I'm not, I'm not sure what the future holds, but the next couple of weeks, just focusing on the playoffs and um, hopefully I can go win. And that definitely doesn't hurt anything. Is it your desire to stay in the Xfinity series? How much would you open yourself up to other series and other options as well? Um, I just want to go win in whatever I'm in. That's the main thing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what's out there. I haven't really looked. Um, just want to stay here where I'm at. I love racing for this race team, but at the end of the day, it takes sponsorship too. And I've got a bunch of good partners that are still behind me. And, uh, we're working hard up on it and you know Nutrinag Solutions gave me this opportunity I hate to see them go um, been a great company to work work with and appreciate everything they've done but we're looking for the future and, and trying to figure things out we wish Jeb Burton the best in trying to find that full-time ride in 2022 coming up we'll preview this weekend's cup race at Talladega and later this week in NASCAR history NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. Whelan would like to congratulate Denny Hamlin and his number 11 Joe Gibbs Racing Pit Crew for the win at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. They are the Whelan Pit Crew of the Week. Following a winless regular season, Hamlin now has two victories in the playoffs, never losing faith in himself and his team. We knew that you know this is what we're capable of, and, and really we've shown this all year long. Uh, it shows in laps led, top fives, top tens, but um, you know for whatever reason, whether it be bad luck or you know mistakes on our own. We, we haven't got all the, the bunches of wins that we've had in the past. So uh, hopefully this is a start uh, of a really good run. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. We're so glad that you joined us. You know, Talladega is always the wild card of the playoffs. Every Every driver is sweating what being caught up in the big one could do to their playoff chances. Other than Denny Hamlin, he won over the weekend in Las Vegas. He's already through to the round of eight. 
But could drivers who are on the outside looking in, like a Kevin Harvick or a Christopher Bell, take advantage of the chaos? Let's preview the Yellowwood 500. The NASCAR Cup Series heads back to Talladega Super Speedway this weekend as the playoff round of 12 continues. Following his win Sunday evening in Las Vegas, Denny Hamlin has secured his spot into the round of eight. That leaves 11 drivers fighting for seven spots with two races remaining in the round. William Byron sits on the wrong side of the bubble heading to Talladega this weekend. He knows that Sunday afternoon will present plenty of challenges as he hopes to move his way up the standings. It's tough. I mean, I think the wrecks and the stages are possible, but um, I honestly feel like you just got to go as hard as you can. I, I've tried to play the, I've tried to play the lane back and getting to the front and all that. And there's times that you can chill out just because of the the momentum of the race isn't maybe that important in that in that time. But you got to try to go for those stage points and put yourself in a good spot. So um, for me personally, I think uh, I try to go go for the points and see what can happen. Off four for the final time, racing back to the checkered flag. Blaney out front, got to throw the block, he does. Diving down to the inside, here comes Eric Jones. Here comes John Hunter Nemechek, they're crashing at the line. It is Ryan Blaney by seven, one thousandths of a second over Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Ryan Blaney's spot into the round of eight is secure as of now, as he sits in fifth place in the playoff standings. Over the years, Blaney and his crew chief, Todd Gordon, have been able to take in the chaos that sometimes ensues at Talladega, knowing that everything could fall apart in an instant. Blaney is fully aware that a well-crafted plan doesn't always pan out. It's just kind of all heads up. We, we spend all week making plans and things like that, and that's great. You have to have plans, but they rarely go according to plan. Um, so... It's just going in there with an open mind, an open mind of, hey, I might get destroyed on lap two, just getting piled up into something, or, you know, we might end up winning this thing. Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. round out the current top four behind Denny Hamlin and regular season champion Kyle Larson. Driving Toyotas for Joe Gibbs Racing, they'll be reliant upon each other. Teammates Hamlin and Christopher Bell, along with other Toyotas, in order to have a chance at the win on Sunday. Bush understands that their strengths are in numbers. It's tough. Um, you know, when we all started it back in 2015 or 16, I think, uh, the Toyota group, we all just got together. I think there were six or seven of us, and, and we outpowered everybody because we, we worked together, you know, and then that kind of taught a lesson to the rest of the manufacturers, and obviously they learned from that, and they've been able to outnumber us ever since. So. Uh, it's tough, though. You know, when you even when you get us all in a line, if there's three of us in a line, um, Toyotas, you know, there might be four or five or six, um, you know, Chevys or Fords, whatever, lined up as a whole, and they can outnumber you and they can outpower you. So it's strength in numbers no matter what. You know, we've kind of seen it the last two restrictor plate races, especially with the new uh, restrictor plate size, um, and and that when you go to these places. The strength is in numbers. If there's 14 cars on the inside row and there's 10 cars on the outside row, that inside row is going to go. You know what I mean? So um, that's what makes it so tough is is just however many cars you can get lined up that'll stay together. But everybody wants to win, so it gets dicey. Here comes Michael McDowell looking to the inside, but Brad Keselowski, the leader, off turn 
four. Crowd on their feet. Here they come, racing back to the checkered flag. They're crashing further back. Eric Jones is involved. Here comes Michael McDowell pulling alongside. It won't be enough. And Brad Keselowski has picked up the win, scoring the victory in the Geico 500 at Talladega by a mere inches. Heading into the playoffs, Brad Keselowski said he has stopped having expectations going in due to the unpredictable nature of the postseason. Might heading back to Talladega, where he has won six times, change his mind. Yeah, I'm proud of the results we had at Bristol. It's the best run we've had in you know, roughly a month, uh, which was sorely needed. If we can show that kind of speed, we have the opportunity to go deep in the playoffs and, and have a shot at the championship. Uh, I can't answer whether that's going to be the case over the next few weeks. I don't really control enough of those cards. Uh, you know, it's, most of those are, are car-based. But I can say my pit crew is performing at a super high level. Uh, one of the strongest teams I've ever had on pit road. And if we have the speed and uh, the execution on the driver's side to match the pit crew, we can go uh, and win the championship. Uh, right now, the speed's been our weakness, to be quite frank. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff comes and goes. And that's why I hesitate to, to put expectations upon anything because, you know, I've, obviously as a driver, I have some control over the speed quotient, but reality is when you get to the cup level, most of the drivers are very, very close on, uh, with respect to the ability of how fast they can make a car go, um, you know, on its own accord. So, um, ultimately we'll, we'll see what we've got. The Motor Racing Network will have full coverage of the Yellowwood 500 from Talladega Super Speedway. Sunday afternoon, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we've got This Week in NASCAR History. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. All righty, folks, it is that time of the week again. It's time for This Week in NASCAR History, and Susie Armstrong is here to give it to us. Susie? Thanks, Mike. 1981. Olivia Newton-John was certified platinum as physical, huffed to the top of Billboard's Hot 100 for 10 straight weeks. The International Olympic Committee slates the 24th Olympiad, passing the torch to Seoul, South Korea for the 1988 Summer Games. And Darrell Waltrip was number one in Henry County, besting handsome Harry Gant in the Old Dominion 500 at Martinsville Speedway. Darrell Waltrip now midway down the back chute to turn number three. He backs it off just a little bit, goes low through three and four, and he looks for yet another victory. Waltrip out of the number four corner, comes down to the line, a checkered flag, and Darrell Waltrip will win the Old Dominion 500 here at Martinsville. Here comes Harry Gant up in the north end of the speedway, and for the tenth time in his career, Gant will come home second. It's been one week since you looked at me. Nineteen ninety-eight. The bare naked ladies were the kings of coincidence as the hit single One Week topped the Billboard charts for a full seven days. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker were mismatched cops on a mission in the smash hit Rush Hour. And Ricky Rudd was on task to dominate at Martinsville, leading 198 laps to win the Napa Auto Care 500. Squeezed in underneath Kevin LePage, but coming down to the checkered flag. Here he comes on the back straightaway for the final time. Ricky Rudd will keep the streak alive for the last time he makes it through turns three and four. Traffic bottles up in front of him, but it's not enough for Jeff Gordon to catch him. And to the checkered flag, 16 straight years, a winner on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit. Ricky Rudd wins the Napa 500 at Martinsville. 
2009, there was no END in sight for the Black Eyed Peas as I Got a Feeling touched the top of the charts. Ed O'Neill and Sofia Vergara headline an ensemble cast as ABC debuts the long-running mockumentary sitcom Modern Family. And the Monster Mile Master was untouchable again as Jimmy Johnson led 271 of 400 circuits to win the AAA 400 at Dover International Speedway. Here they come back into turn number one for the final time. Jeff Bodon, or uh, make that Jimmy Johnson, comes into turn number two for the last time this afternoon. Midway down the back straight away, the lap car of Elliott Sadler down to the inside, forces Johnson to the high side of the racetrack, and Johnson's looking for checkers yet again here in Dover. Jimmy Johnson looking like a three-time champion should. Commanding the race here today at Dover International Speedway, he will win the AAA 400. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. What a show today. And we expect a great racing weekend this weekend. We'd like to thank Josh Berry for joining us. Also, our thanks to Justin Haley and Jeb Burton for stopping by. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we thank you as well for joining us this week. And we'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrion and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast.